Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain, Slu Paho, speaking. Welcome back to SL Airways. This is flight number 14. We will be taking off shortly. Thank you all for complying with our mask and hand sanitizing rule. Remember, this is a non-smoking flight and we are on level three regulations. So unfortunately, we can't serve alcoholic beverages. We're headed to Espoo in Finland. And as we approach the city, you'll see the lovely Tapiolin Urhelo Puesto Stadium, where FC Honka play their football. And that is also the new home of South African forward Darren. Smith. He is a part of our in-flight entertainment, so plug your earphones in to hear our interview with him as we discuss his breakout campaign last season in Finland, his chance to play in the UEFA Europa Conference League, and his struggles here at home in Mzansi and how he persevered through it all. Stay safe, keep your mask on as much as possible, and try not to touch your face. Crew, please prepare the cabin for takeoff. I'm happy to be joined in studio by Darren Smith of FC Honka, a Golden Boot winner in Finland's second division and one of South Africa's good best young talents. How are you doing, Darren? I'm good in yourself. I'm all good. So now in your early career, you moved around quite a bit. You had Amazulu, uh, Stellenbosch and Supersport United. Um, how, have, uh, how has that experience prepared you for the challenges you know? Well, um, yeah. If you look back at my career, it wasn't a, a easy road. It was a bumpy road, of course, to get to where I am right now and um, yeah I feel like every club that I was at um, I feel that I was preparing me for for this move um, so like I said it was a bumpy road at each and every club um, of course I learned a lot from whether it was Vasco, Ajax, Cape Town, uh, Ajax Cape Town, Santos, um, Supersport, Amazulu, you know all the clubs Ubuntu that I played for um, I feel like in every club there were specific experiences um, individually that I encountered and I feel all of those experiences, whether it was victories, disappointments, I feel like all of those like, um, contributed to uh, me being motivated and dedicated to achieve what I, what I set out for myself and yeah. Now if we rewind the, uh, the, the the time clock about a year, how did this move over it's, to it's, Finland come If I must about? be honest, it's quite a funny story um, because at the time I was at Supersport and um, I, I got told, I recently just got told that I'm not in the coach's plans uh, for the upcoming season. And of course I had to quickly find something else and uh, at the time, uh, my agent, I was obviously speaking to him and we needed to come up with some plan to uh, to get myself a club. Yeah. And uh, I had one season left with Supersport on my contract. Um, so of course, if you're not in the plans of the coach as a player, there's nothing you can do. You, know, you have to just take it as a man and find something else to, to keep going. Yeah. So uh, my agent at the time was looking all over for at least a loan or if it is that a club wants to sign me permanently, then that's the case. Uh, because Kusut was willing at the time, especially because of you know the, the situation, um, and uh, for some reason there were no club in South Africa that was interested in me, uh, according to uh, my agent at the time, according to uh, Mr. Stan Matthews. So, because according to him, they've uh, they've contacted almost every single club in the NFD, in the PSL, for possible loan or possible uh, permanent deal, and uh, no club was interested. 
and uh, which was very, you know, hard to handle, hard to take. Um, and then I knew because as a young boy, I always wanted to play overseas, and I feel like, like if you're not a soccer player in South Africa that has a dream of playing overseas, then what are you doing it for? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I feel like almost every single kid wants to play overseas. You know, wants to play in Europe, and uh, so it's been my dream. And when this came about, I just had it within me, even as a young boy, that I was different to other players um, in my own way, you know, and I feel like every player is different. But I just felt inside that I was different and I was destined for Europe because that was heavy on my heart, you know? Yeah. And I mean, now you've had this breakout season, 18 goals in 22 league appearances, Golden Boots Award. Um, do you feel like you've been playing with a chip on your shoulder because of the difficulty? To be honest with you, when I when I had, when the move had came about, and um, my agent at the time uh, when I was at SuperSport had nothing to do with the move, just to set the record straight, as well as uh, my previous club, SuperSport had nothing to do with it, and it was a shock for them as well when I was there. And I think it was a shock for many people in South Africa that I ended up there. Yeah. Um, I will get into that, you know, um, but. In terms of the, to answer your question, um, when I, when the move came about, when uh, I went, I basically removed every single uh, chip that could have been or that was on my shoulder, yeah. because I told myself this is a fresh start. Nobody knows me there. Yeah. You know, no one can say this and that and the lies and all these type of things. You know, there's so much politics in football, and I'm sure you know about it. Yeah. And many people knows about it. So. I just needed to be in a place where nobody knows me and they can judge me based on my talent and that's it yeah. and my and my work rate, you know, and where there's no funny perceptions and false perceptions about certain, uh, you know, certain things. Yeah. So for me, when I went there, I went there with clear conscience, clear mind, knowing what I want to do and believing in myself, you know, despite the disappointments, despite being ill-treated and things like that, you know, and. Most of the things, everything that I'm going to be speaking about, it's going to be facts, you know, and I have, I don't need to hold anything back because like I said, it's facts. Yeah. It's only the truth. You know what I'm saying? So, and all these people that's going to be listening and knows about what I'm talking about, knows that it's facts. Yeah. You know, and that's what I, I, I told Liam as well in, in an interview, you know, with kickoff that it's facts. And whether people like it or don't like it, at the end of the day, they want to hear my story and I'm going to give them my story. You understand? Let's get into it then. I mean, you mentioned you had a year left on your contract with Supersport United, yeah. and then we we find you in Finland when there was apparently no club over here that was interested. How, do, how does this? How yeah. do, how did that, so um, eventually, you know, when uh, I had a meeting with uh, Stan Matthews, because now they they couldn't find anything for me, so now a decision had to be made. You know, so I was in a meeting with Mr. Stan Matthews, and he basically explained to me the situation, and telling me that you know we've tried everything, and your agent has tried everything, you know, and. It's just like it's unfortunate that no club is interested in you, and uh, it even got to the point, you know, where where he had told me that, you know, maybe you should try something else. Maybe football is not for you, you know. And this is the facts that I'm talking about. Yeah. So I was sitting opposite him, just like I'm sitting opposite you now, you know, and listening to a boss telling me, you know, someone that had once believed in you, someone that had once signed you, someone that's paying you, you know, to play for his club, you know. Yeah. The very same club that you scored your debut goal, you know, in the PSL yeah. for, you know what I'm saying? And played a couple of games as well as in the CAF Champions League. And I'm forever grateful to Supersport and I have nothing bad to say about Supersport. 
um, and in fact any other club that I was at in South Africa. But yeah, so I got told, you know, like maybe you should try something else, maybe, you know, because I've got, you know, qualification in personal training, so I'm a qualified personal trainer, but that's something I, I studied because I have the passion for fitness. Yeah. So something I studied while I was at Supersport, you know, but it was never going to overtake you know my dream you know my dream is to is to play in Europe and, and that's exactly what I'm doing right now yeah. and then of course uh, you know I feel like if I didn't have the background and the support structure that I have I mean and, and like the, the self-belief I feel like maybe another kid would have taken that in the wrong way mm-hmm. or would have taken that and just sulk and just give up you know because I mean if someone that has that much power like Mr. Stan Matthews you know he's, he's not just any person you know he's an important person yeah. so to get something like that and hear something like that from someone like that I mean it can take a big knock on you yeah. and to be honest it did you know mm-hmm. but when he said that in my mind as he said that I told myself that I know what I'm capable of I know my abilities you know and I know that it's not about my abilities, but it's what God wants for me. So no matter what man's gonna say, no matter what man judges and thinks of me, as long as I know that, that you know God has a plan for my life. And that's just the honest truth. You know, I can sit here and give you a nice story, but that's the truth. Yeah. Um, so that's basically how it panned out with Supersport. Yeah. So then I told him, okay, it seems like, you know, there's no future for me at Supersport. So I feel like the best thing is just to, you know, term- terminate the contract and they were gracious enough to at least give me, you know, a six months, like at least half of the contract yeah. to pay me out, you know. So that at least helped me until I could get something, yeah. you know. And um, eventually, I then had to part ways with my agent as well at the time, um, was Mr. Glenn Pinken. And I don't mind mentioning names because it's facts and they know about my story, so it's okay. Yeah. And um, so he was my agent at the time and, um, yeah, for some reason, you know, He's a big agent, he's got big players, he's, you know, he's connected and things, but he couldn't find me a club, which I understand. That's how things go, that's football. And I feel like everything that has happened, you know, was part of the process, was part of the journey to get to where I am. So I am grateful for everybody that played a part in my football career yeah. in South Africa. Understand? So I'm, I have no bad taste in my mouth about anyone, even Mr. Stan Matthews, I'm grateful for him as well, and he needs to know that. Yeah. Uh, that's just how it went and uh, like I said I feel like went. everything that has happened was part of my story and is part of my story yeah. and um, eventually then I passed away with him as well so now I had to somehow find something else and uh, I came across uh, to be, okay, the funny story about me coming to film I'm going to be honest with you yeah. uh, while I was still in Johannesburg uh, because I'm from Cape Town so obviously I was at Super Sports so I was in Johannesburg at the time and um, I also like do modeling on the side. Mm-hmm. So um, there was a certain uh, advert that uh, that I got chosen to be in. Mm-hmm. And it was an advert for the charity cup between uh, Sundowns and Kaiser Chiefs. Oh, yeah. It was the, um, I think it's the Shell. The Shell. The Shell, oh, yeah, yeah. You, you know Shell. exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And basically exactly. they, they were choosing yeah. like uh, four, four or five guys to, to do some tricks and whatever the case might be. And, I was lucky enough to um, to be a part of the advert, and you know, and there were two young boys that was part of the advert with me that noticed who I was, 
And the first day they were like, like, we know who you are, man. You play soccer, but who do you play for? And I was like, no, I don't play soccer. No, I just like, because I don't really like showing off about things like that. And then uh, the next day, the next day of like doing the, the scenes and things like that, they were like, no, we searched you. You play for Super Sport. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, okay. And you guys caught me out. And they were like, yeah, but then why, why aren't you playing? Because like, we see like, you you know, you were goal scorer and you scored goals. Why are you not playing? So I was like, I explained to them the situation. And then they told me, you know what? There's a guy that we know. And um, they said that there's a guy that we know that uh, that, re that helps recruit players, you know. Uh, but the only thing is you have to have your own finance for it. And they were like, we know, we've seen you play, and we know that you're capable of like playing, you know. And I mean, it took two young two young guys, you know, that that knew me from somewhere yeah. that helped me after this, you know. And then they they said tonight I'll message that guy to get into contact with you and. Hopefully things things can happen for you. Yeah. Eventually, I got in, that guy messaged me the, the evening and he asked me what's my situation at SuperSport, what's what's going on. I explained to him the situation and he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna see what I can do." A week went by. I eventually came back to Cape Town and I I told him then, "Listen, I'm in Cape Town. Uh, if you have anything, just know that I'm beside." Yeah. Um, but I'll you know I'll keep fit in the meantime because, like I said, I have a passion for fitness and also I knew that anything can happen at any time. I need to be ready. Yeah. Um, so then. He eventually messaged me and said, there's a guy in Cape Town called Raymond Pinar. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I don't know if you know who Raymond Pinar is. Um, but anyway, so he um, he told me, he sent me the, the, the number of Raymond Pinar. He said, Mish is this guy. Uh, you, he's going to arrange to meet with you, mm -hmm. meet up with him, and he'll talk you through everything. So then that's exactly what I did. Met up with uh, Mr. Raymond Pinar and... Uh, he basically said, you know what, before you came, I did my research. I asked players about you. I asked different people about you and all of them are giving good feedback. So I've never seen you play, but I'm going to trust their judgment. So um, he's got a connection in Finland, in Sweden. In fact, the connection is in Sweden. Yeah. And that uh, his connection uh, is called, uh, the guy's name is called uh, Christian Ma Magnus Ruas, mm -hmm. who is now my agent, together with Mr. Raymond Pina. Mm -hmm. And um, so basically, uh, he said that he was asked to bring three players up. So it was myself, it was Ayabulela, Kunhobe, mm -hmm. and, and then it was Bantum Zwakali. Yes, yes. So the three of us traveled together to, uh, to Sweden. And from, from there we went to... Um, so that's basically how it came about. And by the way, you... And by the way, you're the third. Yeah. Of that okay. Yeah. So you've interviewed them already. Yeah, I've interviewed those guys. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's basically how it came okay. about. You know, and um, yes, Mr. Raymond Pinar had a lot to do with it. Those two young boys had a lot to do with it, as well as Mr. Isaac, the guy that they hooked me up with. That then hooked me up with Mr. Raymond. Yeah. And everyone else that gave good feedback about me. You know, I'm grateful for everyone. But I feel like this move was a god move. Mm -hmm. You know, because I was at my lowest of lowest. Yeah. When. When you get told something like that, maybe football is not for you, you should try a different venture, maybe go into personal training now that, you know, yeah. things like that, you know? So I was, I was literally, I was down, yeah. but I knew that something's gonna happen. Yeah. And somehow, supernaturally, something happened. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, what's remarkable also is the self-belief, you know? There's, my favorite movie of all time is The Matrix, and there's a point in The Matrix where Neo goes to the Oracle and the Oracle tells him, you're not the one. But it's Neo who has to believe in himself exactly. eventually. And it's exactly. almost like it's almost like he had to hear that it wasn't 
from other people he had to hear no you should do something else maybe yeah. maybe this isn't for you and then you know somewhere inside he finds finds it and now you know look at you, you you're about to be competing in the UEFA uh, conference uh, league UEFA yeah. Europa conference league and this is coming from from super sport where you know you had some taste of continental competition but this is an entirely uh, new showcase what do you make of this new challenge and this new stage once again uh, a lot of people have asked me that like now that you've done so well in this season like what's your goals for next season and to all those people i've said you know i i'm gonna go through with the same attitude the same mindset no chip on my shoulder remove all because at the end of the day a lot of people just ask me like are you happy now i'm not even happy mm-hmm. you know I've, I've achieved top goal scorer i've been named player the best player of the league best striker of the league and all those things for me it's done already the season's done yeah. you can't change that now what i can change is next season yeah. and that's exactly what i'm looking forward to but like i said i'm not going to go in there thinking that now i need to show because i did all of this and that and that no for me at the end of the day god is glorified through everything that i do and everything that i achieve you know so for me it's just to trust that god will guide me and that's it there's nothing to it you know and of course i'm looking forward to playing in that in that uh, tournament because i mean that's a big stage and it's it's a dream it's really a dream come true you know yeah. and and that's exactly what i would like to um portray and the message to like to give across to the young footballers in south africa and the aspiring footballers you know is that dreams do come true Yeah. As long as you have that self-belief, and I feel like that's what's lacking in South Africa, yeah. because there are many players, especially you know, I was in the uh, Cape Town Academy as well as Bantu and I as well. You know, I've been there together with them, yeah. and we've spoken about it. And we just like we are so sad when we look back and we and we and we, and we look back and we see the players that has come out of Ajax and where they are now, yeah. talented, maybe even more talented than us, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah, and we've But, also seen players go to Europe. And, and for me, it's, uh, coming back to the self-belief, I feel like when when they've gotten a knock, you know, by a club saying, "Listen, you're not good enough for our club," boom, they feel like it's the end of the world, you know. And I feel like that is only uh, situations in life that builds you, that should build you, should make you stronger, should make you more determined to not to show people that I can and you made a mistake. No. But to prove to yourself that you're capable of greater things, yeah. you know, and I feel like that self-belief is what we lack in, in South Africa. Yeah. And I feel like people need to just start believing in themselves, believing in their ability. With, I'm not saying with arrogance. I'm saying being humble yeah. in knowing that you can be here one day, you know, at the highest level, mm-hmm. and you can get knocked back down. Yeah. But even when you get knocked back down, it's what you do when you know when when you're back down there. Are you going to stay there? Are you going to sulk? Are you going to mope? Or are you gonna pick yourself up and climb the ladder again? And that's what it's about, you know. Definitely. Now, before I let you go, it's been a remarkable story that you've told us here. Um, I, I do have to ask about, you know, the difference between life and football in South Africa compared to Finland. Obviously, we know it's Scandinavia, cold yeah. conditions. To be honest with you, um, it's, how, it's, how your it wasn't easy to adapt. Because I mean, we we don't know what snow is here in South Africa. Yeah. We have no clue what snow is. Whatever this. Whenever 
to be honest with you, the first two weeks, it was tough. Yeah. Very tough because when we entered Finland, we entered in the heart of winter, which was the 1st of January. No, that's the heart of the winter. That's when the snow is thick, one centimeter high, things like that. You know, you get degrees like 13, minus 13 degrees, and you have to play in those, yeah. in that conditions. I mean, like my small finger, you know, my pinky finger, mm -hmm. I had gloves on, but it was like literally frozen, like bent over like this. And it was a friendly match we were playing because we, we were training with some club to keep fit before we go to the, our different destinations. Yeah. And um, I couldn't help, but in the 84th minute, I ran off the field and I told the coach, I can't anymore, I need, <laughs> I need to get into a, into a hot shower, you know? Yeah, and they yeah. understand because they know where we come from. Like, we don't know snow, we don't know these conditions. Yeah. So they understand, you know, and like, um, as well as for Aya and Panther as well, it was difficult for them, but you know, like the fact that we also had each other close by, you know, we could motivate each other, we could um, um, help each other and things like that, you know, remind each other of the goal and of the, of the, of the dream and the vision. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it wasn't easy, but eventually, you know, we adapted and um, it, it just depends on your mindset. Because yeah. for me, mindset is everything. Yeah. And like I said, what you believe in, your, what you believe in is everything to me, yeah. you know, because what you believe in is real to you, yeah. you know, so mindset is everything. And eventually, you know, as when your mind is strong, your body is able to, to do it because the body can, the body can withstand anything. Yeah. It's yeah. the mind that's weak, you know, so if you can train your mind to be strong, your body just falls into place. Yeah. And yeah. that's, that's what it was about. Yeah. So it's about, yeah. so it's about that wall that you have to break through. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's all perceived and all perception. Um, and, and that's true of the weather, it's true of what people, what other people believe in you and you've proven that through, throughout your career and you're still 24 years old, you still have, um, much more time ahead of you and bigger and bigger competitions. Thank you so much for joining me uh, on Players Abroad. And you're the first one that for Players Abroad that we've actually had in the studio, which is okay. great. Um, when, um, when, by the way, my flight is on the 30th of back. December. Mm -hmm. uh, we're heading back to, to Finland, yeah. To great. Very nice. I miss New Year's, but it's okay. Then, you know, yeah. I have to go back and prepare because the journey at the end. Look, um, I had I had COVID stuff on my list of questions, but I yeah. feel like everyone, everyone, we know, we know what it is. Yeah. It's, it's been a hard year, but my pleasure. Thanks, thank you so much for coming on the Crew, please prepare the cabin for our disembark. That is how we wrap up flight number 14 of Players Abroad on SL Airways. A big thank you to Darren Smith of FC Honka for joining us for our in-flight entertainment. From myself, your captain, Slupaho, and my co-pilot, Mr. Aidan Hewitt, stay safe and have a great day. Players Abroad is a team effort driven by the following incredible individuals. The show is hosted by Slupaho. It is edited by Aidan Hewitt. Graphics are provided by Nino Segaleni, brought to you by Sokala Doom.